You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, November 18th, a week away from Thanksgiving 2021. Uh, not a lot of news updates or anything like that on the Tigers front, uh, but I kind of wanted to do, uh, I, I, I try my best, I try my darndest to only talk about the Tigers as much as possible. That is what, what you guys uh, tend to, to want and listen more to, and that is um, what, what I get paid to talk about. So I, I, I try my, my best to uh, only talk about the Tigers and news within the Tiger circles, but there's no Tigers news updates at the moment. And I think kind of doing like a, like a free agent update around the league is actually kind of useful for Tigers listeners because we are actually buying for the first time in over half a decade. You know what I mean? So I, I think kind of doing a, a roundabout, not roundabout, a, a roundup of, of all the different kind of news and, and rumors and everything involving uh, MLB free agency, especially, you know, just targeting the positions that the Tigers are interested in, uh, is actually, uh, I, I think that's beneficial for you, the listener, as a Tigers fan. And we will continue the player breakdowns. Absolutely. We have an entire offseason uh, to do the player breakdowns. We will get through the entire 26-man uh, roster and probably even do some people that, that aren't currently on the 26-man or won't be on the 26-man on opening day and are on the 40-man and might be up and down next year. So we will get to your your favorite player and, and all the players. We will get to uh, we will get to everybody. But I, I, I think it's it would be kind of cool to just do uh you know, yeah, talk about uh talk talk about all the news and notes from around the league, especially in the starting pitching market. There's been a couple of big signings the last few days. That do directly affect the Tigers because we are also still in the starting pitching market, according to the front office. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. We're just going to kind of have an open discussion, just kind of shoot the crap, talk about uh, talk about some some news and notes from around the league, and and then tie them back to the Tigers and talk about how that directly affects them. Whether it's the team they go to, the money, whatever, whatever, we will get to all of it. So I hope that this is. Still a uh, still a good listen for you uh, for you the listener as a Tigers fan. But um, so yeah, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. The first move is uh, one that came that that really not humbled but uh, really knocked some Tigers fans down a few notches. Justin Verlander has signed with not the Detroit Tigers. He has signed with the Houston Astros. On a one-year, $25 million deal. Now, there's a lot of stuff going through my head when this happened. A lot. I got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, for starters, good for Justin Verlander, man. Good, good for him. Uh, he's, he's, you know, pushing 40, just about 40, and is going to be and, and coming off Tommy John and, and all that. And, and between age, Tommy John... Not having pitched in in, uh, in in what two seasons by the next time he pitches, just 
really, really tough. Really tough. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that he's going to get an opportunity to re-show, uh, you know, in, in case you forgot. In case you forgot uh, that he's still a dog and, and is still the dude. So um, good for him, for starters. Very, very happy that, that Verlander is going to. Not that there was ever really any chance that he wasn't going to, you know, <laughs> come uh, get signed somewhere. But I'm just really glad that uh, he, he not only got signed somewhere but got paid too. That's, that's, that's awesome. So good on Justin Verlander. Now, the signing itself. Again, lots lots of stuff running through my head. One slight disappointment, of course. You'd be lying to yourself. You said a a reunion with Justin Verlander wasn't wasn't somewhat enticing to you, and and I know. I think there's a wild misconception on how valuable MLB draft picks are, because that like some people are like, oh, I don't want to lose a draft pick. Okay, it's going to be a one year deal. We're, we're not going to have like the highest payroll in baseball or anything. We're, we're probably going to lose like a mid-round pick. Like we're going to lose like a like a fourth to a sixth round pick. No one on planet Earth should be like, oh, yeah, I, I really want to keep my fourth round pick next year. I, there, there's 700 rounds in the MLB draft. And I don't want a first ballot Hall of Famer, even though he is 40 and coming off Tommy John. I don't want a first ballot Hall of Famer when we need a starting pitcher because I really like my fourth round pick. That's 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 absurd. That's ridiculous. That's 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 preposterous. So we'll get that out of the way for starters. That that was never a, a thing that crossed my mind, even if it was a second. Even which you're not allowed to lose your first if if you sign someone that had a qualifying offer. Offered to them. So even if it was a second round pick, still 10 times out of 10, this isn't even a discussion. It's not even a debate. It's not even close. You're not, you're not valuing a a second round pick in a draft that has, again, tens and tens and tens of rounds. You're not valuing a, a, a second round pick over a dude that's good enough to be offered a qualifying offer. That's, that's, Again, that's insanity. There's that's that's a ridiculous take to have. So, um, we'll, we'll we'll get that out of the way. Okay, was was never a, a thing. The money and years were de- that that is that is very legitimate. You you, you know nobody wants. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna really just kind of contradict myself here, but not really. Um, I, I I wouldn't have been. Super pumped if the nostalgia always would have been there if he came back, right? Okay, my childhood, you know, hero basically is back. But um, there, if we signed him for two years, fifty mil, I'd be like, all right, that's <laughs> you know, that's that's a little excessive. Now, not my money, and uh, and and I I would hope that that would not hinder us from sp- signing a shortstop, but. Um, that, that would have been a little bit of a head scratcher for sure. Right. You know, 25, 30 mil for multiple years definitely would have been a little less exciting about, uh, a little less, would have hindered my excitement a little bit. We'll say, um, and, and he got one year, 25 mil from the Houston Astros for those who don't know. So 
the deal itself, I, I guess, I guess it's fine. You know, it's a one-year deal. I, I, I guess that's fine. Um, I don't think this is like, oh, they spent 25 mil on Verlander, so they're out on Correa. Like, I, I don't think that's a thing. It's, it's super hard to have a bad one-year deal. Now, they do exist, there are, and, and there, are, there are plenty of them, like examples in history of, of really stupid and bad one-year deals. Absolutely. But there's not too many people on the planet that would not have taken a one-year flyer on a first ballot Hall of Famer, even given the, the situation he's in. 25 mil is a little steep. I'll, I'll, we'll transition to that. 25 mil, on the other hand, a little steep. Not, not out of question for me. Not, oh my goodness, why would anyone do that in their right mind? This is the stupidest signing ever. But higher than I would have gone. So people were asking, and I didn't want to bring this up on the show because I, I, I don't know, a, a plethora of reasons, I guess. But people always, uh, are, are consistently asking me questions. You guys are super interactive, and I love that either in my replies or, or DMing me because I, I have open DMs. And asking me, you know, what what kind of deal would you, would you give Verlander? What's the what, what what contract would you give JV? I would have given him two years, thirty mil, and felt really good about it. I'd, I I would have he got offered the one year, eighteen and a half mil qualifying offer. I would have taken shaved three three and a half million off the top there and uh on, on the aav part of it and given him an extra year of security because i i figured that he would value the year of security there i, I figured he would have valued an again 40 and coming off tommy john i i figured he would have valued an extra year of security uh over single year AAV at this point in his career after he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. But I, I, Justin Verlander is also a dog. He's, he's an absolute competitor and a dog. And we'll get into to how that translated, in my opinion, into the deal he ended up getting after I tell y'all about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever, a new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new de- updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive our 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. So, Justin Verlander, we were talking about his uh, the contract he ended up getting, and I again, I figured he would have pl- the safe play would have been to to take a little bit off the AAV of the qualifying offer. And get multiple years instead. You get financial security. You're guaranteed to play baseball for longer if you so please. But Justin Verlander's a competitive ass mf'er, and he was. He said, "You know what? I I I I'll take the one year deal, and I'll reprove to the world 
that I am still that dude and I can pitch at a good level and then I'll be a free agent again next year and then I'll get a multiple year deal at 41, a year removed from Tommy John, just to say screw you to everybody who said I couldn't because that's the kind of person and player that Justin Verlander is. And that that's my interpretation of what happened. Now, $25 million for one year. It's, it's not like this dude took a one-year flyer necessarily. A flyer doesn't really do 25 mil justice, right? He, he didn't get one-year five mil. He, you know, people believed in him. And it took 25 mil for the Astros to, to dangle in front of his face to convince him to not go elsewhere, to New York or Atlanta or, or Detroit. But I, I, I just think he's a competitor, man. I, I just think he's a dude. I think he wants to go out there. He wants to, to pitch and prove to everybody that he's still the same pitcher he was before, TJ. And then re-enter free agency in his 40s. And be able to get a multi-year contract in his 40s. Just because he wants to be able to say that he could. That that's that's my and like obviously I'm not buddy buddies with Justin Verlander or anything, but that that's that's my interpretation of this because I I really do think that teams offered him multiple year deals. I do. I, I I and and I probably only two, but I have a hard time believing that the entire market was just one year deals. I I have a very hard time believing that 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 was the case. I think he probably got a couple of two-year deals thrown in there from from whomever. So that that's the money situation, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch him pitch, man. I really am. And even though it's in Houston, uh, in my eyes, better Houston than than New York, or or like there was a White Sox picture going around yesterday. Jeez, that that would have made me projectile vomit everywhere. Uh, there was even some rumors of the Cardinals. That's my that's my. Press the button. It's over. I'm I'm done. Uh, scenario. That's that's my code red. Uh, I I I would cry. I, I literally would have cried. Terrible, horrible, deep tears of sadness. If Justin Verlander signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, that is that would have been definitely my worst case scenario. The Braves made a lot of sense. I was a little surprised he didn't go to Atlanta. Um, I, I I thought that that made a lot of sense for both parties. I'm clearly a competitor, just won the World Series. Adding him, uh, that they that if they had a need, it would probably still be starting pitching depth um, to to make a run again. And I I really do, I really do think that 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 would have been a good fit. But Houston makes sense, and also like kind of cool, you know, we got his brother to to break the news. That's that's kind of cool. Um, but but yeah, that I think I think I got everything out I want to say about JV. Tigers reunion kind of kind of sucks. We'll be in the market for him next year again. I'd imagine, you know, I, I, uh, especially if our our next starting pitching signing this off season is only a one year deal kind of thing. And we'll we'll be right there back in the market for him again next year if uh, if that's the case. So it's it's not completely out of the realm of possibility still, but. Um, but yeah, you know, he said he felt loyalty to to the Houston Astros and felt like he he needed to stay there. Um, 
you know, good on him. Whatever, whatever he feels and whatever makes him and his family happy, sure. Big ups. Uh, he's a dad now. Awesome. So I think that's it. I think that's everything I wanted to cover, Justin Verlander. The other one, uh, oh, I guess in, in relation to like Tigers for, for the competitive window, I mean, if, if he's even remotely close to what he was before TJ, uh, this, this helps the Astros a ton. Especially if they lose Correa. They already lost Springer the year before. That offense is still unbelievable. And that's the crazy part about the Astros, man. They, are, they could lose Carlos Correa. They could lose the best shortstop in baseball. And still have an unbelievable lineup, top to bottom. Like one through nine even. Or one through eight, I guess. Like, like they, they could still have an, an one of the best lineups, if not the best lineup still, in baseball, even after losing Carlos Correa. So, the, even though, I mean, obviously Correa would be missed, they're still going to be around because they're still going to have a fantastic offense. They need pitching help. They had a great rookie season from Garcia. They, they, they found some dudes that can pitch. And now they're going to add Verlander to it. So, so the Astros, as far as the competitiveness of the American League, definitely going to be uh, definitely something that, that we need to keep an eye on because the Astros are not going anywhere, even if they lose Correa. That's still going to be a damn good team. The only other one I wanted to talk about was uh, Noah Syndergaard signing a one-year 21-ish, 21, I think it was one-year $21 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So that, that's another interesting one to me too. Uh, very similar deal uh, in the sense to, to the Verlander one. You're, you're getting a dude that is coming off Tommy John and uh, coming off serious, serious surgery. And, uh, and and coming back and getting a, a one year kind of kind of prove it deal, I guess you would say. Um, so I, I really I love this move, I really do. And I don't think Syndergaard was ever like in the market to be the Tigers. So I guess that doesn't really play into uh, like tying it back to Detroit. But it does play into you know the American League wild card. That 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 AL West is going to have the Astros. The A's are always around, even if they do trade Olsen and Chapman. Uh, it sounds like they're going to trade Olsen for sure. So you, even if they do trade them, the A's always find a way. They always find a way to linger around and be around. So uh, you're going to have Oakland, and then you're going to have Houston, uh, and then you know the Angels. The Angels get clowned on a lot, man. They they and and pr- some of it's probably deservedly so. I mean they they have the two best players in baseball, and and you know, are, are barely going 500 every year, if that. So I, I totally understand where the, the fans' reaction of, you know, oh, <laughs> like clowning on the Angels. I, I, I get it, but th- I, I love this move. And, and at full health, that lineup is unbelievable. And they are even remotely competent pitching away from from not only being a, a good team, in my opinion, being a contender. I, I think so highly of the Angels, uh, e- even with all the all the jokes and stuff that that go that go around on the socials about them, man. They I I Syndergaard is, is a great move for them. They have so much money to spend. They they've already said that they are gonna go all in on the starting pitching market. Last draft 
They drafted 100% pitchers. There was 20 rounds in the MLB draft, and they took 20 pitchers. They, they are all in on fixing this pitching situation. They know that that's their biggest need. They know that their offense is good enough to where if they can get, again, even remotely competent pitching, that they're going to be a contender. And I think this is a great step in the right direction. We'll talk about it more after the break. All right, everybody, welcome back to your third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Hope everybody's having a good week, man. Been a, been a, been a long one, but I hope everyone's having a good week. Uh, we're talking about the Los Angeles Angels, Noah Syndergaard. So Syndergaard coming off, again, big surgery, just like Verlander. Uh, 2019 was his last full season. Now, his ERA was 4-2-8, and... Uh, but everything else was pretty on brand for what he's been doing uh, in his career prior, right? I mean, he was a dog in 2018, uh, 3.03 ERA, and his FIP was 2.8. Unbelievable. Uh, that was in 154 innings of work. And then 2019, his last full season, just under 200 innings of work, a 4.28, almost a 4.3 ERA, but his FIP was still 3.6. So that tells you that that he was still really, really good. Just got a little unlucky at times. Uh, XFIP was 3.83. His WAR was was in the mid fours for both of those seasons, according to Fangraphs. 2017 dealt with injury problems again. Didn't really pitch. 2016 was the coming out party. A six WAR season, according to Fangraphs. A 2.29 FIP. A 2.6 ERA and a 2.29 FIP. His K per nine's been between nine and ten his entire career. Walk per nine has been a little bit over two most of his career. Um, he, I mean, this—he's a damn good pitcher, man. He, he's a damn good pitcher, and and what frustrates me is when people go, "Oh well, like why? Why would the Angels even do this? They're just going to ruin him, or oh, he's just going to be hurt because all Angels players get hurt, or oh, they're they're just like I said, they're just going to ruin him because." All that that's just the the team of wasted talent. Well, what do you want them to not try? Like that's so that doesn't make any sense. That, that like that's the stupidest argument ever. That's literally like the people that that were like, oh well, the Lions can't draft, so they should just trade all their draft picks. No, that that that's not how any of this works. Oh, the Pistons can't draft in the first round, so they should just trade their first round pick every year. No, no. Oh, the Lions shouldn't shouldn't trade players for first round picks because they're just going to pick the wrong people. That that is the most ridiculous argument of all time in sports. That that's it's so it's infuriating to me when people make arguments like that. So like what you, the Angels look at their past and they go, oh well, we've had a lot of injury problems, we've had a lot of bad contracts that didn't work out, we've had a lot of wasted talent. So I guess we're just not going to try anymore. Like that. <laughs> That's stupid. That, that's dumb. So, like, you can clown on them. You can, you know, you can troll whatever because, like, they, they do have the two best players in baseball and can't go 500. Like, that's a very legitimate gripe and a legitimate reason to go, ha, 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 look at you. But it, it's it's preposterous to be like, oh, they, they should just not sign anyone because anyone who goes there is going to get ruined. Yeah, that's how that works, man. Yeah, no. 
Dion Waiters. I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 7 because at least that means I never lost my confidence, right? That that's that's the motto always. So I, I really like this signing. Uh, again, it's a one-year deal. It's not going to hinder them or set them back long term if they are uh, if he doesn't work out. If Syndergaard ends up being a garbage can or or gets hurt again and can't pitch, whatever. It's a one-year deal. They'll they'll take their lump for a year, and then they'll be right back in the starting pitching market next offseason. You're you're not handcuffing yourself long term. I I really, really like this move, and and we know what Syndergaard can be at full health. We know what he's accomplished. He has three very, very respectable seasons. The other two injury-riddled. Uh, and then 2015 being just his rookie year, which he was also, uh, I mean, fantastic in as a rookie. And he had a 3-2-5 FIP and a 3-2-4 ERA and a 3-war um, in, his, in his rookie season. So this is a, a, a very, very good pitcher. And I, lo- I really do love this move for the Angels. And, and honestly, I, I wish the Angels success. I would love to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the postseason. That would be absolutely electric. Mike Trout has made he's made the postseason, not made the postseason since 2014. That's a crime to if to you as a baseball fan that the best player of your generation and one of the best players in the history of this game ha, has not had any post chance to be good in the postseason. So I really really like this move for the Angels. Talked about Verlander. Talked about Syndergaard. Uh, the Angels being competitive would make for a crowded wild card, which if we uh, if, if the White Sox are going to be the favorites, which they will be, which they probably should be, deserve to be the favorites going into this season to win the AL Central, that directly affects you, man. That directly affects you and I uh, in our competitive window to, to make a run at that wild card, which if we get a shortstop, I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Next season will be interesting. Uh, other news and notes: uh, no real movement in the shortstop market. Uh, Brian, not Brian Cashman, but well, yes, Brian Cashman, but Hal Steinbrunner uh, made a uh, statement about Carlos Correa and how like fans are are stupid basically for not wanting Correa to come here because it was you know years ago and he's a great player and would help our team. Uh, you know, I, I don't agree with owners too terribly often, but like he's, he's spitting there. I mean, that's, if you're a Yankees fan, you're like, oh, I hate Carlos Correa for what he did with the Astros. I don't want him on my team. You need to look in a mirror and do some self-reflecting because that is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Uh, I, I, I literally can't find the adjective or put into words truly how dumb that is. And, and maybe that's just, Coming from the uh, a guy who's a fan of the team that hired AJ Hinch, like I got over it pretty quickly because AJ is, in my opinion, the best manager in all of baseball and completely turned this organization around pretty much overnight. But I, 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 I can't fathom not wanting the best shortstop in baseball when your team desperately needs a shortstop because of stuff that happened five years ago that 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 he was a part of. I, 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 I don't get it. I really don't. And again, you know, the Tigers were, were garbage in 2017. The, the Astros cheating thing didn't even really affect us at all. So maybe that's just coming from a place from that too. But maybe it would sting a little bit more if I was eliminated from the postseason from them. But I still, I 
I, I can't imagine. I, I really can't imagine that mindset. Uh, Corey Seager to the Yankees also still seems to be a very real and possible thing. Javi Baez to the Marlins. Think about that. Think about that a little bit. I, I really like that. That That's what I've predicted him to go for a while. They, they seem to be uh, in contact at a minimum. I love that move. I think the, the Marlins have such good young pitching. Uh, I think they're just a, a remotely competent offense away from from really taking a big step forward and, and being a contender in a year or two. Uh, I, I, I also just really like the Marlins in general. Um, so I, I, I hobby there. Sure. Sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. The a, a middle infield of Jazz Chisholm and Javi Baez would be pretty damn electric, if I do say so myself. I think that's about it. The Angels also said they're still very much a play in like every other starting pitcher. They're, I think they're just literally about to blow it up and just go all in on starting pitching and sign any and everybody who is willing to pitch in an Angels uniform next year. So that'll be something. Um, I think that's probably it for the time being. I hope this was enjoyable to listen to, even as uh, even as Tigers fans, even though there isn't really too much Tigers news. But uh, I, I think it's important to do, you know, whatever, weekly, bi-weekly, however long we do, however often we want to do this, just check-ins throughout the offseason of news and notes because um, even though it's not – directly affecting the Tigers and the fact that they are not coming to play for the Detroit Tigers. Every move affects your team, baby. That's that's the beauty of baseball. Every move affects your team. All right. That'll do it for me. Thanks for making uh, Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thank you guys for putting up with me. Uh, Thanks for listening as always. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't know what tomorrow's show holds yet. Might be a player breakdown. Might be, I don't know, if news happens. I don't know. The free agency is a ticking time bomb. Anything could happen. Anything could happen, baby. I love it. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.